When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I'm Christina, and I'm one of your hosts, and here with my two book besties, Anna and Kim. Hi! <laughs> oh, guys, what a treat. This is what, a treat. what we've been calling our Super Bowl, uh-huh. our final exam yep. before the new semester. Yep. Yep. All, all sorts of things we have been calling this episode in our <laughs> private group chat for the past months. Uh, we are here with our theories for CC3, but also just our mass verse theories in general right now. Right. That yes. We are so excited to talk about. Yeah. We have another recent mass verse episode, so listen to that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is our final countdown to CC3, <gasps> oh you guys. Okay, so before we We're here, we're here all week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Don't mind us. We're here all week until we fly to Nashville for a reading That's retreat. That's right. We're here. Um, okay. So, Kim, hit us with those Patreon okay, shoutouts. Okay, friends. Let us do Patreon shoutouts. Obviously, really quick. Don't know that it needs to be said at this point, but spoiler warning for every piece of literature that Sarah Jubilee Mass has written. Everything. Ever. Every series, every book, except Catwoman. We don't know what happens in that book. So... <laughs> We should really clarify that every time. Yes. So can you imagine though if some listeners are like, oh shit, I have to go read Catwoman before I listen to <laughs> They said every book and I've never read Catwoman. And we're like, guys, the key is in Catwoman. This is it. So what if it is? This is it. Is this is no it. No, we'll never know because I'm not going to read it. So <laughs> I would so, never know. I'll live in blissful ignorance to the truth. Oh my um so yeah obviously like big spoilers to all the things okay so we're gonna do some patreon shout outs to our tier two book betches as you guys know we do this in every episode and we're gonna start off with a very special little lady that we all know and love (laughs) miranda chesson friend of the podcast hello miranda hi miranda hello we love you we love you miranda we love you thank you so much for being one of our book betches in real life and on the podcast (laughs) Mm-hmm. And along with Miranda, we have Kristen, Jessica, Ashley, and Mary-Kate. So thank you guys so, Yay! so much for supporting us. As always, we love you guys, and we literally could not do this without you. So thank we you. Cannot. We love you so much. So much. XOXO, book best. Okay. I'm going to start us off with a little multiverse theory. Yeah. This is not a theory specifically about anything that's going to happen in CC3, but it is just a multiverse theory. I love that. A great way to start. Yes. So this first theory is from a user on TikTok called A Court of Thorns and Rosie, which I think is the freaking cutest name. Oh, that's so cute. Like what a perfect name. I'm jealous. Like I'm super jealous. I wish my name was Rosie so that I could. I know. Everything. So. Thank you, Rosie, for coming up with this. This is just such a fun tie-in to the multiverse that we, I don't think we've picked up on. And it's kind of multi-parted. So, but it it, it centers around a stone arch. So 
We're going to start off in Akasov, A Court of Silver Flames. Okay, here we go. Chapter 71. Okay. So they're talking about the history and it says, I think it's been forgotten, but a young Illyrian warrior named Inalius. I don't know if that's how I'm pronouncing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, from from Akasov. Inalius is a warrior god and the first Illyrian who died defending Romiel, the mountain. Ah, the mountain. Yeah. Uh From the ancient enemies. So he held the line against the enemy soldiers for days. He found a natural archway of stone amongst the tangle of boulders Mm -hmm. and made that his bottleneck. At some point, Inalius drew a line in the dirt and held the ground against enemy hordes at the pass on Romiel. He died after defending the pass for three days. Remember this. Remember three days. Three. Noted in your brain. Three days. Three days. Noted. This is, and you said this is against the ancient, like, enemy, like the Daglin? Yeah, we think the Daglin. It just says ancient enemies. Okay. So there's a theory about who that could be. Okay. So he died. He held held the line for three days. He climbed to the top and died there. So the blood rite that happens in Akasov is done in his honor, and the pass was named the Pass of Inalius after him. Oh. Okay. Got it. Okay. Shortly before that, chapter 69, when Emery, Gwen, and Nesta get to the area during the, when they're mm-hmm. doing like the blood rite, it right. says the breaking flowed through an archway of black stone, black stone, okay. where the path okay. became broader and easier. So they're just describing what the path of Analias looks like, right? Got it. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to my love. We're going to Tower of Dawn. Oh! Take us oh, to the Tower of Dawn. Take us, take take us, us to Kale. Kale. Well, it's actually his queen, Yurene, who is doing some research. Oh, girl. This she is, is the a very queen. beginning of Tower of Dawn. Yurene is like researching for Kale, the word keys and the Valg and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Okay. So this is, she's in the library. She's doing her little research from a book. And it, this is in one of her, his, the history books. Kneeling before what was atop the crag, a towering gate, no wall flanking it, no keep behind it. As if someone had built the gateway of black stone out of thin <gasps> air. Black stone. Black stone. Gateway. Okay. Okay. Gateway. Love okay. it. Okay. And then it, it goes on to say three figures stood before the same archway, the drawing too distant to make out any features beyond their male bodies, tall and powerful. So it was male. She ran a okay. finger over the caption yeah, below so and translated Orcus, Mantix, Erewhon. Three Val Kings. <gasps> the Val Kings. Wielders of the keys. So Rosie is, is saying, is the gateway of stone in Akasov and in Tower of Dawn the same. Okay. And if so, are the ancient enemies that Analius was fighting the Valg kings? Oh, yes. So basically she's saying like, is this evidence of the three Valg kings in Prithian? Like being a Steri? Well, no, like just being, being Daglin. Being Daglin, essentially. Like like the Valg kings being the Daglin. Yeah. Okay. Because it's saying like Analius defended R- Romiel from the ancient enemies. So I guess she's, she's speculating yeah. like, could those be the Val kings? Like, are those the, yeah, under yeah, a yeah. different name. Like they probably weren't called that. Yes. But it's describing the no. exact same gateway of stone in Akasov totally. and in Tower of Dawn. Okay. So like, is she saying, could this mean that the Val kings could have been in Prithian at some time? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Also, something about the black stone and the archway in is the archway. very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, and surrounded by nothing else nothing just else. like an, yes. a stone archway just ain't like how many yes. of those are and there? it's noted when nesta falls like with gwen on her back like she kind of falls through that archway okay okay it says like she felt like warmth and breath on the back of her neck or something really? like that mm-hmm. that's interesting what does that mean like what is that who's breathing on you in there i don't know <laughs> who is it but there's like some speculation like could that be kind of like a portal because there's no it sounds like a portal yeah like, it's like an open gateway like there's no there's no like 
I mean, behind but it. But similar to like in uh, CC, Bryce runs to the gate and does her drop. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that they're not all portals? Right. Like they're all. And we talked yeah, about this, right? right? How we think a lot of the gateways, archways. right? Could be the gates. When her horn, weren't they all coming in through a lot yes, of the they archways? Were. Like yes, the hell? They, yeah, were. they were. You're right. Like Anna. they were funneling yeah. in through there. Yes. You're right. So if if the archway on top of Ramiel, which is one of their like holy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, mountains. Yeah. Yes. Like who's to say that maybe that's not where when like if we think that the Asteria at one point were on mm-hmm. Prithian and then got banished. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what gate it could, they could have gone through Absolutely that gate. they could have. It could have been that gate. It could have been. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Just curious how it ties in, like to TOG. Like, how did I know? I'm just curious. Do you say what she was researching? She was researching the reading the keys, like the remember because they were trying to they're trying to like research the valve, and she's trying to figure out. It's interesting. I don't really. I can't remember exactly what she's researching, but Hmm. okay. So here's the interesting part, and I don't have an answer for it, but I just want to bring it up. Yeah. So in the comments, this sent me spiraling. I was like, oh, I'm off. I'm off. Someone in the comments, (laughs) she's off. She's off to the races. So you know how it says that he held the the line essentially for three days he drew a line in the sand held it for yeah. three days yeah what was okay. three days yeah, yeah this happens in both of the other series someone holds the line mm. for three days really who Analias holds the line in akasov yeah rhiannon <gasps> in the yeah. battle where she loses and she curses um manon's base she curses the land yeah 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 okay in empire of storms manon tells lysandra that rhiannon crokin crokin rhiannon crokin rhiannon crokin held the gates to her city for three days and three nights against the three iron teeth matrons and before she died <gasps> she cursed their land remember and so obviously that's that's, that's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah and then like the the blood yeah 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 and the, the, the flowers exactly. and the, the flowers shit. don't grow and, okay <laughs> guess who else held the line for three days yeah. peleus when he was battling the prince of the pit he battled oh, him for three days and right yeah. before he died he it's theorized that it's he closed the gate and like banished right. so it's very interesting That's interesting that Analias did it in Akatar, Rhiannon did it in TOG, and Peleus did it yeah. in... I mean, we're, we're told about it in Crescent City. Right, right. I don't know what that means, but it seems interesting and significant. I don't know if she likes number three, like she likes That's number suspicious. seven. I don't know. Agreed. It seems like a very like specific event to keep happening, right. like holding the line For in three general. Days. Also in yeah. front of a gateway. Yes. Yeah. In front of or surrounding a portal of sorts. Absolutely. For three right. days. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like, there hmm. is a lot in Crescent City that the terms history is repeating itself happens a lot in Crescent City. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, there's no no limit to what this could mean. History does tend to repeat itself. Yeah. So yeah, that is basically, there's a stone archway. We're pretty sure that it's in every single... Love that. Like every single series. So do we think it's the same? I do. I think it sounds very similar. Agreed. Well, yeah, especially the one of the, the picture that Irene finds. Uh-huh. Even if they're not the same, but if they were planted there by like the same people mm-hmm. like the asteri we know world hop right right literally uh-huh. planet hop so who's to say that they weren't at one point in irelia mm-hmm. or or if we think irelia and midgard are the same thing then yes right. like why you know some of these might have lasted over right, right? oh From yeah the first for time sure were, you know, for i, I sure. don't know if this dark stone is like so magical it probably doesn't decay uh-huh yeah the black stone like maybe that's maybe that's their way ins and outs of the world yeah 
Right. It's through a Blackstone. Like, that's their, like, specific Asteri portal. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a VIP elevator, kind of, you know? Yeah. (laughs) The black one, that's ours. You can't use that one. That's ours. Don't touch it. Can't use that one. No, no. Nope. You have to have our handprint to open it. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. VIP only. Thanks so much. We're going to go World Top. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) See you later. I love that, though. I think that's interesting. I thought that was super interesting. And it's like, you know. And I totally forgot about that. I remember reading Axoff and being like, this has to be important. This archway. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that he totally. like, held line and like this archway is important. Don't forget it, Christina. Don't forget totally it. Totally forgot about it. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Anna? Um, okay. So, so I just have something on the Starborn Fae and... I don't really, I mean, I think some of this is like theories. I think also some of it is just tying together more. Great. Love it. Of certain things, yeah. you know? Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we know that like the horn and um, the star sword can only, well, in Crescent City, what Bryce and Rune and everybody else believes is that the horn and the star sword can only be used by Starboy, right? right? Correct. Okay. So like Thea, Peleus, Helena, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's canon now that canon. the horn is a part of the Dread Trove. Okay. Canon. 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 Can argue with it. <laughs> okay. so if the horn is a part of the dread trove and the dread trove was created by the cauldron right yep yeah okay with you so tying them back to prithian the star sword we know is also gwydion right because amarin looks at it at the very end of cc2 Mm -hmm. and she says gwydion Mm -hmm. and it like is also canon also canon and it is the sister sword to Azrael's truth teller. Correct. Right? Yes. Yep. When they are united, so, so shall our people, people be. be. That week, we got it right up here. We called yeah. that. We knew it. We yeah. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> we got that one right up here. Okay, so Azrael's is like a half. Is a smaller? It's like okay, a dagger. Got it. Like a blade. Got it. Yeah. It's like a dagger. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, okay, so Gwydion in, in Akatar, we learn from, I think it's Amarin in one of her little history lessons with Nesta, mm-hmm. says that the high priestess Oleana dipped uh, Gwydion into the cauldron. That's how it got its right. power. Yeah. Okay. So not only is the Dread Trove imbued with cauldron-like mm-hmm. powers, but so is the Star Sword. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. okay. And Truth Teller, too, because all of those, like, both of those were cauldron blessed i guess is yes. the way to let's mm-hmm. just say that oh i just realized i remember something favor is cauldron i was just cauldron about to say blessed, that favor right? is called cauldron yeah blessed. yeah because hmm. she's not but she's not from the cauldron. no but she's made all the same okay. because she's made from yeah yeah all the high lords yeah that's true yeah um okay and i just have to give a quick little shout out to um natalie um swift i think yes natalie yeah. swift but natalie's the one that sparked this because she and i were talking about we, she started a conversation with me in DMs, and we were talking about how Feyre's power seems like when she shines with day court power, it seems to resemble very strongly Bryce's starborn light. I love that. Yeah. It's described as starlight. It's described as sunshine. Mm. It's described as just big blast of light. Mm-hmm. Similar to how Bryce's is described. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, what Natalie brought up was that when Nesta uses her power, like the one or two times she uses it, without like the Dread Trove items, uh-huh. it's described as like blast-like. Oh. Blast-like. Interesting. Yeah, like it blasts off her. And it's similar to how when Bryce uses her like, <laughs> when she's like, close your eyes, Danica. Yeah. Yeah. It's blast. <laughs> <laughs> My, sorry guys, I just pulled my I'm yeah, blasting with my hands. You can't see me. Your headphones off <laughs> like, oh, it was hysterical. I like pulled my headphones out. Um oh, God. so we were just talking, so then this is what sparked my whole like deep dive. Okay. So thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Natalie. The dread trove items, okay. So the truth teller, Gwydion, all 
cauldron blast, let's yeah. just say that. So according to CC World, only the Starborn can wield the Star Sword and the Horn. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that Nesta can wield Correct. the Dread Trove items. Yeah. Okay? But Nesta is from mm-hmm. the cauldron. She's cauldron made, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's cauldron made. So I think that's why she is able to use them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? Yeah. Right. There's no recollection. Like, Rhysand never says he uses it or he doesn't have any memory of, like, mm-hmm. family members using it. No. The only other person who, when Hellion is confronted with the mask. I think Rhysand is asking him if he would mind like housing the objects or something. Or looking into the objects a little bit more like using his kind of like... I think it's like a library or something that they want to... Uh, It's him or Thesen has the library but but also I think Hellion has the like uh, kind of like curse breaker. Mm. So I think he was looking into... Mm. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He was examining it and he... I think the quote is something like he recoils because and he says I remember um, like an ancestor having used this and I think we've talked about this before like he says like an ancestor having he remembers an ancestor having used and i think something you know he's like it didn't go mm. well oh so okay. how can one of his ancestors have used it have used, used it the cauldron also hellion that's interesting right hellion yeah but one of my theories that i have said for like the last i don't know for a oh while my god you have is this. that if hellion i forgot about this what if Thea's unnamed daughter, uh-huh. yep. mm-hmm. when she goes back through the rift, oh my God. the dusk court is like mm-hmm. ruined, destroyed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But she ends up like mating somehow into the day court. Okay. Okay. Because Hellion also has all the Pegasuses. I was, he has the Pegasi. Mm-hmm. He has the Pegasi. <laughs> That's a big, big point for Hellion. Hellion. Pegasi. So he has the Pegasi and his power... What the quote is... I love this is coming back because you've been saying this for so long that you think these... Wait, I don't remember this. So Hallie and I... One of our first theories episode, I don't even know if I... I know I definitely said it in our theories, but I definitely MP'd you guys because I went on like a rabbit hole of we know how like SJM loves to tie in names and she like... Her names usually mean something. Oh, and right. And Hallian is like the male Helena. derivative of Helena. Yeah, I'm finally So there. why wouldn't her... Like who's to say that it wouldn't be like a name that's passed down through the yeah. family? Yeah. If like the unnamed daughter married somebody and then Hellion is like named after an ancestor. He doesn't necessarily know who Helena is. Well, and I think we talked about when we talked about it the first time, like also because when Unnamed Daughter comes back, uh-huh. everything, yeah. that's when the High Lords began. When before mm-hmm. Unnamed Daughter left, there was just the one king. Yeah. King. But yes. by the time that she comes back, everything should show and it becomes the High Lords. Yes. Yes. It would make sense that she comes back and is in a royal a court. Like, yeah. Of some, a, yes. a court. Yes. For yeah. sure, Christina. Yes. That's a good point. Because her father theoretically would be Fion, King Fion. Right. right. He's not king anymore, but at least she, she probably definitely has yes. a court or something, you know? Oh, for yes. sure. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. So she, so if she were to mate, breed, whatever the fate yeah. term is, oh, and like, you know, have, and then Hellion is a dis- ancestor, then maybe he would remember. Like a story. Or there would be, there would be like verbal, yeah, like a story. Verbal thing that gets passed out. How's that? What's that? A story. So, okay, so here's the quote about Feyre. Okay. So when Feyre glows, I think it's chapter 55 Mm. of Akamath, which we all know. It's a sexy glow. It says, shining bright and pure as a star. And then she looks down at herself and she whispers and she goes, day court? Like, because she's manifesting all of her new powers for the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we also know from CC2 that the starborn light can all look different. Right. Right. So, you know, Thea's looks different than Helena's. Bryce's looks different than Rune's. Uh-huh. Yes. Or it's suspected. I actually don't know if Bryce's and Rune's is exactly that different, but we know well, that. we know it's a little different because in the epilogue, sorry to interrupt, in the epilogue of 
book one. That's right. It just talks about, like, that's her light. I haven't seen her light in so long. Like, they talk yes. about, like, him recognizing her light. He would that know he it would anywhere. know her light anywhere. Yeah. Yep. So who's to say that, like, what if Helena and Thea's light was more star, I don't know, like Bryce's? Yeah. But what if, what if the unnamed daughter's was more like sunshine? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yes. that Day. would be maybe Day. like what was passed down <gasps> into the day court. Oh, oh wow. my God. I love I it. I love that. Yes. And that would make sense then why Hellion has been able, like his family has been able to historically use the Dread Trove items. Yeah. Nesta can use them. Because, oh, Elaine. We've all been like, how the hell did Elaine like get strength to just all of a sudden kill that king of Hyrule? Right. Yeah. Right. She used Truth Teller. She did. She's cauldron mate. She oh, is. so she can wield. Yes. yes. What if when she used it, it reacted for her differently than it did for Azrael even. Probably, yeah. Oh, it totally Because like did. even Rune, when Rune uses a star sword, it does not act the same way for him as it does for Bryce. Bryce. Right, exactly. Because apparently his is his bloodline is more... Diluted, yeah. Diluted. Well, and we know that it was supposed to go to a female heir. Right. And she's a female she's heir. A female That's heir. true. That's true also. Interesting. I love that idea about Elaine though. That's so interesting. Because I know. her wielding truth teller, mm-hmm. like Asriel being like, here, take this. That also then... So I think it was written as a sweet moment with Asriel and Elaine. Um, I know that we'll yeah. give it what it was. It was, a, I think... Fine, very sweet. But it also is interesting if this was... Was all the history and the lore of the swords that Sarah knows mm. that like actually right. I also just need to get this in her hand because that would allow her to do what I need her to do for sure for yeah. sure you know for sure. Yeah. yes 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 that's yes. interesting so um so, okay swords so then you go look up swords in all the other books <laughs> because this is yeah, what we, we do, do. Now. <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> We're looking up cinnamon. We're looking up swords. Next thing you know, it's four hours. Cinnamon, nutmeg. I don't know. <laughs> what? Me? No. Um, okay. So swords, right? There's like yes. three big swords in TOG. Sword of Orinth, Damaris, and the other one, Aelin, okay. wields. Okay. That she gets in the on Wendelin from the cave. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Dorian sword, Damaris. Mm-hmm. Okay, Irene's power also is described as starlight and yes, sunshine. it is. Okay, and we've all Ooh. long talked about how, like, Irene can, like, get rid of mm-hmm. Valg, the similar way that, like, Aelin could, but she does yep. it in a different way. Mm-hmm. We think that's going to be helpful and important Yeah, hopefully. So at the end of the book, remember, she and D- uh, Dorian are the one that kill Erewhon. Yes. Correct. It is so similar to like Bryce and Hunt uh-huh. being yes, conduits to each to other. Each other. Mm. She like imbues the sword, Damaris, and then kills Erewhon. Uh-huh. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't remember how it all works. That's basic. That's a basic. Yeah. When he pulls the sword out, when the, after they're done killing uh-huh. Erewhon, the sword is black. Oh. oh. I forgot about Gwydion that. Gwydion and Truth Teller are onyx. Oh, the yes, blade themselves? Mm-hmm. The blades themselves yeah. are always, have always been black. Oh. But Damaris becomes black. Oh. And we've always, just, at least I've always read it as like, oh, because Erewhon's soul and so so tainted totally. that like it it sucks up the Valg. I don't know, yeah. whatever. I thought his blood was black or something. I just yeah, but it, like it's it's permanent. It's like it. it's a permanent onyx. Oh, and of course this goes back to like what we've been saying, the joke that we all been saying that like the way that she describes black, it reflects no light. Yeah, it, it devours the light. Literally, that's how light. she describes yeah. it. It gobbles the light. She says it reflects no light. Then when you describe the star sword in Gwydion, it's so black it reflects no light. Okay. Okay. Which again, I think this, I could just be one of the little phrases that SJM just loves to use. I don't love it again because I just don't understand how like they're all that connected. Well, or what if it's but just it's telling us what happens to a sword when you kill a Valg? with it or a daglin mm, or an asteroid whenever yeah. you kill this kind of creature because they're all the same creatures right that's what it does to a sword yeah maybe yeah. like Christina. it makes it this like on it yeah i like that 
makes it that. But see, Gwydion and Truth Teller have always been black. Unless oh. we learn something new in CC3. Like when but they're they were made out. onyx. Yeah, when they were uh. come out of the cauldron, they're black already. Which is why I'm like, eh, it's like, yeah. I can't, I'm not sure about right. it, but it was just interesting when you, in your Kindle, uh-huh. search sword, that that, that was one of the up. things that no, that's very interesting. In that's very interesting. Because, yeah, I wonder if that's like, I don't know, becoming black would then mean that we don't know what happened past KOA, but that then it's imbued with like a special vowed killing mm. thing. And then the cauldron just did that because it knows, because it's the cauldron, I guess, but like knows to do that to these ahead of time. This is how yeah. you make a oh. vowed or a stellar or daggling killing Oh, blade. because it does kill things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It kills the reapers, yeah. the things that are already dead that should not be able to die because they're already oh, yes. dead. Right. In Hosab, yeah. Yeah. Or what if... Like if, if if it's cauldron blessed, aka kind of I guess also star blessed in a weird way. Starborn. Then yeah, what yeah, if Irene yeah. is like star blessed because oh, her powers yes! are similar to Bryce? Yeah. Then what if she's actually oh. the one that turned it black and it wasn't Arrow? Yes, yeah! that's exactly what it is, Anna. When she imbued into it, that's she put her power yeah. in it. Had to be it. That's, that's what, what it is. Be. That's what it is. Canon. Oh my god. <laughs> Canon. Wait, no, but that makes sense because she she imbued her power. We think her power is the same. Yeah. We also think that that is somehow connected to the cauldron. Is the starborn power that all tracks mm, love it but it, like it seems so tricky because it's like you think it's black and black like the Erewhon's blood is black so yeah yeah yeah. okay 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 i like that i like that more i like, I like that, that one i, I like, like that, that more than yeah love like it that. canon that is fun canon everyone canon f-o-f canon f-o-f canon <laughs> f-o-f canon okay christina you want to do one next oh guys i do okay all right let me get my my notes. I have this all. Get your down. notes. Get your presentation okay, ready. All right here we go, everybody. <laughs> um. Oh God. One day we'll do this as like one of those. You know, people do those parties where they do like the presentation. Yes. Oh, the PowerPoint. Yes. The PowerPoint parties. We should do that for our. Um. I thought about like being like, guys, should we do a PowerPoint presentation when we're all together? And then I was like, we have so many things we need to do. I was about to say we have so much reading. We have so much reading to do, and our trivia's that I'm really. Yeah. One day when we when we host like an FOF like retreat with like listeners, we'll do PowerPoint. We'll do PowerPoints. Yeah. Yes. And mine will be about kale, obviously. So, <laughs> yours is just gonna be like why everyone should love. That's that. that's literally what's gonna be. Okay. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would and love that. And get ready for an hour of quotes. Okay, go. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta get some. I'm gonna get some wine. We'll be back. Be back. No, no, we'll, we'll wait till you go. No, back. yeah, I'll we'll wait. wait. I'll wait. It's fine. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna start this with saying that. I find this theory really fun. Um, I don't hope that it's true. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be true, <laughs> but I am still going to talk about it because I think it's fascinating and, okay. you know, unfortunately it tracks. But I just don't want anyone to think, <sighs> I like, hate like when that happens. I want this to occur because I don't. Okay. I really don't. Yes. Christina doesn't want this to happen. Just to everyone. Christina does not want this to happen, well, but it tracks. by <laughs> the end, I have ways that I think we can get out of it. I'm just going to say that. So don't get Good. too upset as I'm giving this out. I have ways it's going to fix itself. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll keep All right. Thoughts. So this is from our queen, Emily. Emily's theories. Emily, queen status. We're really hoping we can try to get her on yeah. um, at some point in season four. I really want to get her oh, on. That would be so fun. This theory is pretty much, what if Regulus is going uh-huh. to possess our sweet hunt? Mm. What if that no. is what is going to happen in CC3? No. Unfortunately. Okay, so. Like a Dorian? Well, let me get there. Okay, so. Okay. Now, 
We know that Regulus is living inside a teenage boy's body right now. Correct. And that is said when they like see him on the TV and they're like, yeah, that teenage boy is a shell to house an ancient behemoth to house an Asteri. Like we know that he lives inside a body right now. That's weird. I don't like that. Like why would you choose that? Yes. Okay. So reasons it's very that Twilight. we feel like this would be like, why this would make sense for Regulus, right? Like why okay. this would be a good move on his scary evil part. One, because he could use Hunt's lightning power if he were theoretically possessing Hunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there is a line at the very end when Hunt is getting the tattoo put on that says, his power writhed in its iron grip, no longer fully his to command. No, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. That yeah. unfortunately did That hurt. unfortunately is canon. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that line, no longer his fully to command, because we all went back and forth about that. Like, what does that mean? Well, wait, hold on. Sorry, really quick, though. A note on that. It's stated in book one that the tattoo dampens his power so that he's not able to mm-hmm. fully access, like, the full might of his power until Hypaxia takes it off. Right. So just playing devil's advocate, that could also mean that like he just doesn't have the full. It's a damper. It's a damper again. Like it's she just doesn't have access to all of it. Yeah, that's how I always read it. But I'm curious to see what. Not his fully to command feels. You know, this would also tie into why Regulus put it on him mm, okay. himself. Right, right, right. Oh, because yeah, 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 it wasn't a witch. He put this one on him himself. Could that also be like tying them together? Okay. Could he right. have done it on purpose knowing that like this is going to be like my vessel kind of thing? Right. And therefore it is mm-hmm. different than before. Okay. I, again, don't want this to happen, but um, okay. also another really inconvenient truth here. Hunt can part of hunt's power uh-huh. is he can absorb and then like siphon out and use first light like remember when he's in the bone quarter and he's fighting the under king mm-hmm. he pretty much like charges himself yes on the archway okay okay, okay. Yeah. he like uses that like pretty much recharges himself and like his powers are heightened it's like very similar to sophie oh interesting Thunderbird. oh but, like his powers like heightened from that okay so if regulus were in hunt would he then not have to use his like charger chair? Would he then? Is he a Tesla? Be able to just like touch any? Is he like a Tesla? He <laughs> is a Tesla. <laughs> he, is. he has to sit in that chair and charge himself. I don't, but that's great. So he sits in a chair and like funnels first so, light in. Wait, so you're saying that not only? So, okay, so at first I thought you were saying that Hunt is just like that. Regulus is just controlling Hunt. Oh, no, I think he would be able to like. But you're use... saying what if Regulus like goes into Hunt? Yeah. Oh no, no I, I don't, don't like. That, oh no, I don't want it okay. either, guys. I'm just saying. Okay, keep going. No, no, keep going. Keep going. You came up with this theory. You're yourself christina <laughs> this is me no but would he be able then to not have to use his like charger chair would he just then be able to be like yeah haha bam holding the wall and like getting charged no. up like just unstoppable right. power um okay also we're putting ourselves in the evil person's mind here okay okay would then this be a level of protection he thinks his main big enemy here is bryce's star power he's like oh great so i better be inside hunt oh bryce will be very hesitant because then she's not gonna kill hunt no she won't kill hunt this is why this makes sense in his brain you know (gasps) yeah this is why it's a level of protection for him um okay so now we're gonna go to some mythology everyone love it let's go history caps on history all right so hunt's name is Ryan, we've discussed this in past episodes. Uh-huh. Yes. Orion's a hunter, the constellation, all the things. So yes, yes, all I'm of that. I'm going to repeat, I think, a little bit what I, we've talked about in past episodes, but I just need to to make this point. Yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Okay. So unfortunately, uh, this is another piece of this that, again, I don't want to happen, but 
Unfortunately, in all mythology, mm-hmm. all yeah. the versions, all there's a lot of versions, y'all, okay. of Orion. In yeah. all of them, he's killed. All of them. So, oh. some of them, he's killed by a big scorpion. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> okay. But that's like a lot of them. Gaia and Apollo send a scorpion. It's a whole thing. Okay. But there is also a very prevalent um, telling. Okay, so um, Orion is in love with Artemis. That's like his like mate, his lover, his person. Right. Mm-hmm. So Apollo is Artemis's twin brother. Okay. Who is also very jealous and overprotective of Artemis in the creepy way. So we're just gonna bypass that. But okay. Apollo in a very prevalent versions of this is jealous and overprotective of Artemis so much that he tricks Artemis into killing her lover, Orion. Yeah. Yeah. No. We've tra- Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. So pretty much in those versions, he is like, hey, he challenges her to like an archery thing. He's like, I bet you can't hit that mark out there in the sea. And Artemis is like, what? I'm the huntress. Of course I can. Fuck you, brother. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and she does it. And the actual like thing in the sea is Orion like swimming back to shore. And so she kills him. Oh, no. So if Regulus is taken over Hunt's body and like she has to kill Hunt to kill Regulus? Well, yeah. Or it's like some sort of, she has to somehow kill her lover the way that Orion gets killed by his Because lover. I don't think Bryce would want anyone else to do it. Oh, God. Well, okay. Oh, God. So that little piece though, we know that Hypaxia is a necromancer. We know she can bring people back from the dead. We've yes. been laying that groundwork the whole series, y'all. For two books. I'm gonna tell ya. I wouldn't have brought this to you if I didn't have a solution. Okay, give us a solution. I think that Hypaxia is gonna come in. I think it might be a sad little moment, but I do think Hypaxia is gonna be like, guys, 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 I'm here. I can help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so, but let's just keep going on the sad train for just one more minute. Okay. Okay. Okay, so in all these versions, Orion dies in all of them. Also in all of them, he is immortalized in a constellation. Right, yeah. The brightest star in the Orion constellation yeah. is Sirius. R-I-G-E-L, Rigel. No. Rigel. That's the brightest star in the Orion constellation. He's called the bright hand of the Asteri. <gasps> He's called the bright hand. No, no. No. No, no I don't, I don't like that. that. Is that a key uh-uh. that's like, oh, he's a part of their He's a part like of a, it. You know? No. Why, uh, he's called the bright hand of the Asteri. I renounce this. Literally the brightest star in the Orion constellations, R-I-G-E-L. No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I know. No, I don't guys. like that. I know. Okay. I don't like it. All right, so. So wait. Okay, but wait. Okay, but wait. Okay, but wait. I have a whole other page. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, go. Okay. <laughs> okay, go. I will go I'll really wait. fast. I'll wait. Okay, I'll wait. okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do these quickly. Because I don't, I know we don't want this to be true, but I just want to tell you. Okay. Sure. But I have to get it out, though, because it's in my brain, so it has to be in yours. Go. Okay, go. share so, with us. Also, another piece of this is we know that... Regulus's goal is to get back to Prithian. Like, we know that that's his ultimate goal, right? Okay. Revenge. And he says to Bryce, okay, that star will lead us back to that world. That star in her chest, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Lead us back to that world. Okay, got it, right. Also, is this a bit of a Trojan horse situation? Where he knows that Bryce will let Hunt in. <gasps> he knows that Bryce will, like, let <gasps> Hunt through those gates. No. Yes. And that's how he's going to get back in. Damn it, Christina. No, sir. I don't want it to be true, but, like, wouldn't that be logical in crazy yeah. man Regulus's mind? Yeah. 
You know? Yeah. Oh my god. And then what if he let her go? What if he was like, oh, put up a fight, but let her let her go. I'm gonna keep Bryce. Yeah. yeah I always thought it was. It's always been a little suspiciously yeah. easy that Bryce could escape all the Asteris right. palace. Right. And he's like, I have Hunt, and I've set this up. Like I know what I'm doing, which also is interesting. He's always his chest moves. He's always like yeah. five steps ahead. And that's also interesting. Do you think that then this was all god. his little game too? After book one, he was like, you guys lay low, fall in love, so I can use you against each other. <gasps> yeah. Totally. You know this. I don't like it. But and we know he possessed Adis's, or we don't know. We suspect something. Yes. No, he did. He said I was the cat. He like okay. So he said yeah, but like he did. We don't know if he could change forms to be Adis or if he actually possessed Adis's body. Whatever that. For, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 yeah, the, yeah. The oh yeah. Ooh. Well, just like we know he can take other forms. Right. So we know that he's able to do that. So like we know that that is very possible. I don't like that. Okay. Two other very sad I things. Don't like this. Um. Three. Three things total. But two other very sad things to think about with this. Is it important? Two quotes. One from the Oracle. Keep well yes. away from Bryce Quinlan. Yes. Oh no. I've always thought that was Shit. weird. Yep. Yeah. Is it weird because she's going to have to kill him? <laughs> okay. Um. Also, Memento Mori, remember you will die. Yeah. So that's rough. Okay. But. Well, that goes back to what we talk about, uh, what I did in one of our theories episodes with the symbolism between like. Yes. Rome and Jesus Christ and the resurrection exactly. and all of that. So if, if Hunt. This still tracks with that. With the Memento Mori's Latin, all of that stuff, right? The crucifixions, the whole thing. So if Hunt is to die and he is kind of like Jesus, could he then come back? And like we talked about with Hypaxia, but also if we are back in Prithian and we have access to the cauldron, <gasps> the cauldron both creates Ooh. and destroys life. Could we throw him in there? Can we just throw him in there? He could be Faye. Like we could throw him oh, he'd possibly be hot, in hot there. Faye. Oh, That'd be great. God, he'd be hot. I mean, there he is. He could live long time with Bryce and the friends. You know what? I bet he'd be happier about it than Nesta and Elaine. So I bet he'd be a little yeah, more grateful be. to just <laughs> be alive. More thankful. Just he'd be a little bit more grateful. Oh, shit. Okay, so the only other okay. interesting thing here that I want to note okay. is that this slave tattoo, yeah. right? Yeah. This forehead. slave tattoo. The tattoos, aren't they very reminiscent of a valid collar? Yeah. yeah. And the possession now level, if this happened, and who do we know that has fought that off? Is this going to be our tie-in to Dorian somehow? <gasps> Is Dorian going to be somehow connected of the knowledge of how to defeat a Valg inside you? Okay. He would be a Valg in him. But he's dead. But, but if... I know, but... But they could find, I bet you there could be something in a history book yeah. that, that history Bryce book. finds in yes. Prithian and, yes. and it tells yes. of an ancient prince who was, yes. oh yes. my God, exactly. oh my God. Okay, well wait, this goes with a theory I have. Okay, okay, great. About that it was like a, I was like one of my rapid fires for the very end, but I'm going to put oh it here. Oh my God, I'm spiraling. So, Isn't that so cool? That idea. Lydia, in a... Squirrels. Going to wait for my husband to <laughs> stop stomping around like an elephant. Up and down the stairs. Remember when you had squirrels? Yeah. Remember when I had squirrels? <laughs> Just, <laughs> sorry. When you looked down, I was like, like mm, squirrels. <laughs> squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> um, okay. Lydia. So, okay. So Lydia, the first time we read Hosab, like whatever, I don't pay, like I was paying attention to so much of nothing that meant absolutely jack shit. Okay. Sure. But in this reread, her necklace is mentioned multiple times. Okay. She has a necklace on. Oh my God. <laughs> and Rune describes it as a silver torque necklace. So it's like torque? a tight... What does torque mean? Torque. It's like, like I don't know, like a... It's like kind of, yeah, like a choker. Like a solid silver piece of metal. Oh. And he calls it a collar. He does. Oh, no. He calls it a collar. Oh, no. Wait, are you saying you think she's 
she has a valve. So collar? let me, let me, let me. So hold on. Oh my god. So she calls it a collar. He calls it a collar. Her necklace is referred as mentioned enough times where I was like, okay, well, why are we talking about the necklace so much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a shit ton, but it was enough that it was like referenced enough in like succinct. It's enough that sleuthy sleuth cut on. Yep. Yes. So, and this has been driving me crazy my whole reread of Host App. Why is she so trusted by the Asteri? Why do they not see anything? They seem to know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? Do they not know that she is Daybright? How do they not know that? Mm-hmm. How do they not know that one of their like most trusted spies, she works directly with the Asteri. She answers to the mm-hmm. Asteri. Only, yeah. Above, above all the archangels, she answers to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have it written down. Um, but she has something like she alludes to like, you don't know what they what they have over me. You don't know blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dorian, we know, started he was able to fight against the collar, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like he slowly was able to do it. So what if Lydia, if they trust her so much, the Asteri trust her so much because she is literally under their power, but they don't know that she has fought against it. I like Caltain. Love this. Like Caltain wow. does. Caltain lay and like waited mm. until the moment when they tr- when they thought that she was nothing <gasps> and then destroyed Morath wow. or wherever it was. Oh my god. And that's why they trust her. Like, oh, there's no way because we control there's her. There's no yeah. way because she has a, we're controlling She has to do her. what we do or what we tell her to do. Yeah. And that also then would kind of make sense why things like Sophie, right? Like mm-hmm. she couldn't not kill her. She had to kill her. Yes. She, all she could do was maybe put a beacon down. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And she says to Rune, like, you have no idea what I have had to do, what I have had to, like, to, like, Mm -hmm. sell myself. Oh, my God. Interesting. Wait, wait, wait. But to tie this in to what I'm saying, she then could be like, oh, I can help Hunt with this. Yes. I can teach Hunt how to do this. You know? (gasps) I love it. Oh, I love that. Like, she can see that happen, and then yeah. somehow they'll be like, well, Hunt's lost to us. And she's like, I know how to get, to, know him. How to, get to him. Like, I know how to, I know how to get to him. talk yes. to him or something. Yes. Or I know how to, like, yeah. how to coach Bryce to get him out yeah. or to help him yeah. control. That would be so interesting. Oh, I love this. I love that. I don't love it, but, like, I, I love that. I don't love your theory, Christina, but no, it makes sense. <laughs> me either. But I do think the whole Bryce letting maybe Hunt into Prithian, I could really see that That being would be a thing. the Trojan. That would be the Trojan horse. And yeah. we know yeah. Sarah loves some... And then, but then we'd also get to see all of our, like, Bat Boys in battle. <gasps> I know. Nesta wielding that mask. That. The yes. dead army. There's also, like, some sort of parallel that Emily talks about of, like, history repeating itself then to with a gate being opened and like mm. Thea's bloodline fighting against yeah. being let in yeah. when you're not you're being tricked. Yeah. Like there's a lot of <gasps> right. parallels going on in different ways. She did yes, the line you know? the line that Rigela says they didn't recognize the old enemy for what, what we, we were or something like that. And they won't recognize oh, they wouldn't God. recognize them. Oh yeah. gosh. Shit. Don't like Damn this. It. I don't like it either. <laughs> But <laughs> I think that no matter what happens, we have Hypaxia to rely on we do. for her necromancy. And we now have Dorian or Lydia to rely on with their Valg fighting nature. Yes. So I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Is the end of my spiel. But I did have to bring it. I'm no, sorry. You did. I had to. You did. It was too well thought out for me not to present. It is. And it's a very popular, like, I think there's a lot of theories that tie into Hunt dying. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, know. I know. I really hope that that's but not. But why else would we talk about Hypaxia being a necromancer so much? I just wanted to come back. Listen, kill him. If you need to kill him, I'll cry. It'll be fine. But bring him back. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. Bring him back. 
I don't care if it's a trope she's already done with Resand. Bring don't, him yeah, back. We'll repeat it. It's fine. <laughs> I won't argue. I won't say. I won't say it's overdone. No. Just bring him back. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I forgot a piece. What? I forgot a piece of this puzzle. Okay. So not to backtrack. One more thing is in that interview that we watched Anna with Sarah uh, yeah. and Christina Lauren. Christina Lauren. The way she describes her, she said she talked to her editors and with her editor said, what's the worst possible thing that could happen to Hunt? And they decided it was to put the slave tattoo back on. And I know that's bad, but is it the worst possible thing ever? Like she describes that as she talked to her editor and was like, what's the worst possible thing we could do to Hunt? Yeah. And that it was to put the slave tattoo back on. So I feel like that's like, it's bad, but also like, is it because of how she's going to use it? Is that why it's the worst possible thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it'd be him dying would be the worst thing. I just thought it was the worst possible thing because it's Hunt and he was like, this being a slave is literally been oh, no. so much of, of his course. story is about. Of course. No, but I'm saying yeah. like that's all I read into it. Now I'm like, no, because now he can be controlled. Right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Again, I'm very sorry for bringing this to you all. Please don't be mad at me. XOXO. Okay. I promise we'll get out of it together. Gossip, Gossip girl. girl. Gossip girl. Christina. Okay. I love it. Okay, Anna. Okay, really fast. This is um, piggybacking off of a theory that Kim, you had about Furies. Oh. Um, about Fury being a Fury. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I don't remember. I think you did that one like a few yeah, times. Yeah, I, like I a think few... it was like, I can't remember. But yeah. yeah. So I was friend of the podcast, Nicole. Nicole. Hey, girl. Funny story, she sent me this whole theory that she and her other friend Nicole were talking about, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool, and it was about Fury. <laughs> and then, this is how many freaking notes I have and theories. I was going through, like, past, past notes, yeah. yes. and I have the same thing written down. Oh, yeah, you do. And I forgot about it, and I, like, screenshot it and sent it to her, and it's from, like, I don't know, July oh god, or something, so... and I was like, wow, it's just, just like, that's totally so forgot just about always it. always on our minds. <laughs> always. Always it's on just our always mind. on my mind. Um, okay, so Fury. Let's say she, like, going kind of off of what Kim said, and she's one of the Furies. I'm not going to go into that whole theory. It's in one of our past theories episodes. I'll link it in our show notes. Great. Okay, so that's, I think, like, Greek mythology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the father of Furies uh-huh. is Thanatos. Right. Okay. He's the father of Furies, like, in lore. In- mm-hmm. Like, in lore, in Greek lore. Okay. Yeah. So Thanatos is the, like, sixth prince of hell, the prince of the ravine. Uh-huh. Who we he met. shows up at the Mystics, yeah. In CC2. Correct. And we're in the Mystics. So if Fury is the daughter of Furies and Thanatos <gasps> is the father of Furies. Mm-hmm. Oh. And why are the Asteri so terrified of Fury? Oh my God. And what could be so damning to Fury that Danica smelled on her Mm -hmm. as a bloodhound Mm -hmm. than if she was a princess of hell? (gasps) She's a princess of hell. Get the fuck out of here. That's exactly what she is. And she's like half of Midgard or whatever and half of hell. Oh Oh my God, I love this. Oh my God. So she's able to like kind of whirl, like hop between the two. Yes. And maybe that's why she disappears for so long. That's what I was going to say. That's why she's gone all the time. Exactly. She literally disappears for two years after Aunt Danica dies. This is right? Like, right, Kim didn't, she was gone? Really interesting to me. Yeah. No, yeah, she does. Yeah, no, she's. Yeah. No, but she, she's a crafty, crafty one. Nobody really talks about it. All they talk about is like, even Micah was like, Micah was, Hunt Killer. her. I was like, no, never mind. Like, that's it. caused too much. Like, why? An too much. angel is scared of yeah. her. Yeah. And it's because she's a princess of hell. I think it's like, who would you want to cross? But why are they just like letting her walk around in Midgard is what I don't get. Right. Are they just like, 
we don't fuck with you, so don't fuck with us. But is she also like there to like protect? Is she going to be like instrumental in getting hell oh, back totally. into Midgard? 100%. Is she like there to help instigate it to like prepare in some way? Is she protecting Bryce? Did she put Danica in like Bryce? Like I don't know. I'm just saying like I yeah. feel like Fury is like yeah. orchestrating things behind the scenes in a way that maybe we don't realize. For sure. I think she's very important. I think we are specifically not told a lot about her uh-huh. up until this point. Yeah. And I hope that in this book it's going to come out. But the Princess of Hell thing is fascinating. I know. That is fascinating. I just want to know like who her mom is. There is, Nicole sent something that like in the Greek lore and stuff like that, Nyx is named. Right, right. Wait, Nyx? Yeah. Yes, Nyx. So Nyx being like one of the mothers of the Fury could possibly be, like in some way. Okay. So if Nyx, which we've, Christina, in one of your theories, past theories, uh-huh. is that Nyx, what if Nyx is the name of unnamed the, is the daughter. unnamed daughter? Yes, that is one of my past theories. I forgot about it. We know that Resand names Nyx and he says, oh, it's after some, it's a female. Yes, right? yes, yes. Like the goddess of it is. something or other. It's like night. It's the goddess of like night and like yeah. darkness and something. So yeah. what if like we know that Thea and Adis were in love. Yeah. Like who's to say that this unnamed daughter and the prince of the ravine, Thanatos, didn't just have a little like age love gap child. love affair. Yeah. And like, have a child. And Fury is like really old. Oh my God. How interesting. She's like described as like liquid night. That's like the quote. And she's like very, she just always shows up. She's always by herself. She doesn't seem to need anybody. She's also, she's not like any other veneer. Yeah. Nobody knows what she is. Nobody knows what house she's in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not named what house she's in. In book one, when they're on the boat, the boat scene. Oh guys, that took me back to some strong emotions. Um, I mean, shit's hitting the fan. Micah's there, the Viper Queen. Queen's there. Everybody's there. And Fury shows up out of literally nowhere. And Bryce is like, where the fuck did she come from? How did she even know this was (laughs) happening? happening? Like she's a gun pointed. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. How did you know this was happening? She didn't talk to Bryce. Like she, they're not in communication. Yeah. She just shows up. Like she just appears as if like out of the mist. It's wild. So wild. We also know the Viper Queen on that note, Kim, the Viper Queen is like from hell or like a demon or is she? She's a shifter. Is she of the house? Mm -hmm. She is a shifter. Okay. But she has black blood. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what if she's from hell originally? Like what if she's part? Because we know that the Viper Queen is scared of Fury. She answers to Fury. The Viper Queen? Also fascinating. Yeah, like Fury is one of the people that can like actually scare oh, the Oh, that's Viper right. Because she was like, get the fuck out of here. And the Viper Queen was like, stop. And she was like, yeah. go somewhere. I don't have to see your face. And Bryce is even like, the Viper Queen just listens to her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Why else would oh she listen God. if like she's not kind of like a goddess, a demon royalty? Yeah. Wow. I think you're right. No, I think she is. I don't know. It's just Fury has like something like crazy going on with I her. I think she is. 100%. There's also a line in Akawar that Nicole sent to me that I totally forgot about. And I just, again, this is one of those things where I can't figure out how it connects, but it is really, really weird. This name is thrown out. Okay. The line in Akawar is Lord Thanatos is having trouble with his daughter again. <gasps> oh, it's the only that's line. Part of my, that's part of one of my theories. Wait, okay. I'm, why I'm is really Thanatos curious. talked about in... Yep. He is. Like, why is Thanatos talking? So 
Why a okay? What point one? Why would you use that name and then also use the name in CC? In CC. Oh my God. Point two. But how? Like a lord? Really? Like a hell? A prince yeah. of hell is yeah. going to just be some like lord? No, but like yes. But no, but you would think he because would have much he more power. Fell in love with unnamed daughter and came back mm. with her. And so you think he's going back and forth? No, I think he fell in love with unnamed daughter. She died. This was a lot. Like she's. This has been. No, but this is an Akawar. It says, but like currently an Akawar. Well, so. But then why would... But I'm, I'm saying, like, why is he going back to that world if Fury is now in Midgard with... Unless Fury's... All, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to say, like, why would, a, like, a lord just be, like, referred to as Lord Thanatos? Like, I would expect him, a prince of hell, to have a lot more power. But isn't he... I think he's also called Lord Thanatos in Crescent City. I don't know. I, I don't remember in the Mystic. Oh. I have it in my... It's one of my... Yeah. Lord. It's part of my theory. That's... Fascinating. Well, okay, so maybe it's, maybe he's not called Lord Thanatos, but he is in, in Akawa. Yeah. Because what if, like, yeah, what if he fell in love with Unnamed Daughter and they had Fury and somehow Unnamed Daughter got killed or she's still there? I don't know. Well, Unnamed Daughter goes back through the rift. So they had to part. That's what I'm saying. He came, but he... Yeah, so, like, she goes back through the rift to Prithian, closes it with the heart. Yeah. And locks the gate. And I'm saying, like, I mean, maybe we've all theorized that there's seven levels to the library and the seven levels of hell. And, like, what if there's, like, an entrance to hell from the library? Uh-huh. So, like, maybe Thanatos and Adis can go in and out of the library somehow. Yeah. And maybe Fury was, like, able to go to Prithian. Because remember, hell comes in. Hell and Thea, Helena, and the unnamed daughter are only in Midgard together for, like, a year and a half to Right. Mm-hmm. Because Helena dies and then the rift closes. Right. So they would have had to fall in love, have a love child, and then she, like Fury's born and then if it is Nyx, if it is yeah. like the unnamed daughter. I mean, it could be someone totally different that we've never met. Right. right? Her mom could right, be someone right, we have no right, idea. Right. right. But if it is Nyx, then she goes through the rift and closes the rift, then Fury gets locked out from seeing her mother, possibly, right. let's say. Because that, like, yeah. Prithian's closed off. It is. Or could Thanatos have been like, I'm gonna go help her by and gun with her to Prithian, gun with unnamed daughter, and then just been like, I'm just gonna be a lord. And we have Fury yeah, here. Yeah, he could have, yeah. And maybe the only reason we see him in Mystics is because the Mystics can access all worlds. Well, right. And Fury is not really a prince of hell. Like, she ha- could just like go through the mists and av- go through the cave, like whatever. Just like she can hop around more than yeah, he can. Maybe. But he's, yeah, maybe. He can't get back in or something. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think they do talk to Thanatos in cc2 don't they anna in the mystics he's super like weird and creepy and he's like i'm gonna go eat some more souls now bye okay (laughs) he's like really creepy (laughs) okay so midgard um another theory is we've talked about midgard and like the norse or in like midgard meaning like new world and terracin being like old earth Mm -hmm. um that was one of our theories when we were discussing timelines yeah we'll link them all in our show notes but Midgard is from like the Norse mythology of like Ragnarok where you have like Thor. If you are familiar with Marvel movies, you know there's a movie Thor Ragnarok. We all know SJM loves Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, So in every storytelling of Midgard, it falls. Ragnarok is like this big battle that happens and it it's always spurs the end of Midgard and the fall of Midgard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like this theory <laughs> because it means like similar to Christina. Yeah. Same. I don't love it because it means that like, I don't want the to world as we know yeah. that the Midgard, the Crescent City, Lunathi, and Pinjera would fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of been paving this slowly over time, especially in Akatar with Valeris yeah. and Resand. Mm. And Resand has always been like 
initially under the mountain, you know, he closes off Valeris and he saves his city. Mm-hmm. And he talks about in like the later books, not being a necessarily a regret, but he's like, I want to open our doors to everyone. So in Akawar, when they talk about the wall falling and what would happen mm. to the humans, mm. he's like, all the humans would be welcome here. Yes, yes, yes. And we're kind of like laying this groundwork that Reese Sand would open his court oh. to immigrants from other places. That's yeah. interesting, yeah. So, and if there is like a portal, well, even if Bryce just creates a portal, or if there is one, let's say an Avalon, uh-huh. and Avalon has like the mist and the connection possibly yeah. to Prithian. And the cave and the, yeah. And the cave and all of that. And we have the prison and let's say the dust court, somehow Bryce can, what it doesn't matter. Not that that has to be perfect, but what if when Bryce ends up back in Midgard, uh-huh. like this huge battle that happens, like basically is like an apocalypse, like it destroys yeah. Midgard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have to do a mass exodus which happens in Ragnarok mm-hmm. there's a max exodus of like all of the magical beings and whatever like the Thor and the gods mm-hmm. Thor also is very similar to Thur right. in CC yes and we've all said that like Hunt has there is some tie with uh-huh. Hunt and Thur and Hunt the way that he's able to use his lightning like Thor Hunt who can like be a conduit and like charge up Bryce's mm-hmm. sword just like his Thor hammer. can charge up his hammer with the lightning. Totally. It's all like so, so similar. Right. With like this Norse mythology. Also, Midgard usually ends in like a, flood. Like a massive flood. Mm-hmm. The fourth book House of Many Waters. is House of Many Waters. Yeah. I've been reading Hosab and like first time I read it, I was like super annoyed by the, same as like like with the witches. I was like super annoyed with like the River Queen and Therians. Not not annoyed, but I was like, I want to get back sure. to Bryce and Hunt. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. But rereading it, I just feel like the River Queen seems to be like very anti everything above water. She's against all of the like mm-hmm. technology, yeah. the first light, the asteric, everything. Mm-hmm. And then the Ocean Queen, like I talked about in our previous episode, the what you need to know, yeah. right. what the Ocean Queen's general says or something right. to Therian is, my queen remembers a time before when people made the decisions and like got to like choose their rulers. Yes. Right. And it wasn't the Asteri. And we like, we miss that time. Sure. So if there was a mass flood, who would survive but the House of Many Waters? Oh, 100%. Right. Paving the way for like possibly the next book. Yes. I don't know. So that's very interesting. There's also, I think all those quotes of like, there's a Danica quote, there's an Autumn King quote of like saying like, we need to get out. Yes. We need to get out. Searching for another world. There's like Danica's talks about how we got to get out. Yeah. The Autumn King is like, but it talks about wars coming like people are t- talking about getting we're out we're setting this up and like yeah. finding other people who we think could have known information have been talking about getting out mm-hmm. yeah and that i feel like is very telling as well mm-hmm. so um so emily's theories has a theory sort of similar to this it ties in more to pompeii rather than ragnarok she does mention ragnarok as like um setting up for the world underwater house of many waters so yeah yeah so okay The synopsis for House of Flame and Shadow states that Midgard will be brought to the brink of collapse. Okay, it says... Okay. Oh my god, I (laughs) forgot that. Crescent City series reaches new heights as Bryson Hunt's world is brought to the brink of collapse with his future resting on their shoulders. How did we forget that in the freaking synopsis? House of Earth and Blood. The Autumn King urges Rune to find the horn that if war ever comes to Valbara as it's about to, that their people will need it in more ways than one. Yes. From the get-go, the Autumn King has planned to get his people out of Mm -hmm. Midgard. Mm -hmm. In Hosap, it was revealed that Danica was finding a way into a new world. Similarly, her plan was to get out of Midgard. Baxian tells Bryson... Yeah, after yeah. we met, she started hunting her way into a world where we could be together, since there was no way Sabine or Sandriel or even the Asteri would have allowed it. So because of this, right. we think that yes, Midgard exactly. is going to fall. This aligns with like Ragnarok. Mm. Um, it ends with the submersion of their world underwater. However, 
Ragnarok was also associated with the devastating volcanic eruptions. Right. With this in mind, oh. this ties in more to Pompeii and Lunathian. So there are seven gates in Lunathian. There were seven gates in Pompeii. Lunathian is surrounded oh. by a city wall. Pompeii was surrounded by a city wall. And in general, all throughout mm. Crescent City, there are a lot of nods to ancient Rome. The Asteri are based on like the Roman Empire. Yeah. They speak right. Latin. Yeah. Luna is the ancient Roman goddess of the moon, which inspired the name Lunathian. Oh, right, right, right. The crucifixions, they're they're literally, their mantra is Latin. Is Latin. So yeah. south of Rome, uh, there, in which a volcano uh, erupted in Pompeii called Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. So soon after the volcano erupted, it was said that everything in Pompeii went black due to the ash and people couldn't even see the sun. Yeah. One of the taglines for Crescent City 3 is a world in darkness. <gasps> oh, Shut no. your mouth. Do we know of any volcanoes? I don't know. Shut but it says eventually the people of Pompeii were buried in that ash. And as the ash and volcanic debris solidified they were turned to stone <gasps> to stone i don't know what that means but it feels interesting so all of the covers feature a statue right it's like that creature yeah, 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 that we yeah, don't yeah. know exactly what it is but it, it looks it's like a statue okay <gasps> yeah a person in crumbling stone <gasps> and they, there's a full version of the house of flame and shadow cover that's like a wide a wider screen essentially uh-huh. you can see in the back behind this statue it looks like roman columns almost shut up behind them oh whoa it's super weird what is that bigger picture is it like if we took the cover like off maybe it's like the full yeah emily posted it in her slides and it's like the step i'm just calling it a statue we don't know i don't know exactly what it is but then behind her i mean you know the roman columns like they're very distinctive yeah yeah yeah, they're not columns but the the way that there's like grooves in them it's all behind this statue similarly all throughout crescent city people are referred to as as statues. Again, I personally think this is more just a writing choice by Sarah, but there's multiple times this happens. They're frequently likened to statues or stone. Yeah. Lydia, such a dead, hateful face. Like she was a statue, flawless and carved, brought to life. Uh-huh. Hunt, like Thur himself, he looked exactly like that statuette that had sat on her desk a couple of weeks ago. When Danica is in the library, we talked about this in our last episode, she like goads Lahaba into running away and she's looking up yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 Danica yeah. glanced to one of the visible cameras in the showroom mounted behind a decapitated statue of a dancing fawn <gasps> dating back 10,000 years, which people are like, oh, okay. God. Emily says like Juniper and I'm like, I don't really think that's anything to do with Juniper, but like she is a dancing fawn. She is a dancing fawn. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. And then apparently SJM's old Pinterest board that is now deleted featured images of people turning to stone twilight of the gods yeah so there were images of like men whose really? half of their faces were in crumbling stone okay this is interesting mm-hmm. so interesting that actually sounds like very when you were talking about specifically lydia and hunt being statues mm-hmm. to me it's like the twilight of the gods like are they like thur like we've suspected yes. right. Hunt being related to thur like is he not necessarily a statue in the literal sense but is he like a statue in the sense that he is not who he is Okay. He is Thur reincarnated. And what if Lydia is somebody else? Reincarnated. Like Luna. Reincarnated, She is literally described as the spitting image of Luna. That's the direct quote. Right, right. That's interesting. So I thought that was really interesting that they were the two that were described. That's very interesting. Again, could it be a writing choice? I don't know. Yeah. But the whole, like... The Pompeii thing is fascinating with the darkness. The darkness thing, really. The Pompeii thing, like, CC3 is a world in darkness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that just means, like, darkness is in, like battle and chaos and death is like her darkness. But it feels really interesting with the all of the other we think the world's gonna end. Mm-hmm. The Roman co- 
columns, all of that is right. very interesting. So this also links up with Nesta in Akasov. When she is in the prison and she's holding the harp, mm-hmm. we know, we've talked about this a lot, she senses Faye yeah. screaming and pounding on what presumably used to be a gate into Prithian that we think is from Midgard. Right. Right. However, the way it's worded makes it sound like the Fae were running from something in imminent danger and wanting to at least save their children. Right. Because they say like Fae screamed, pounding on stone that hadn't been there a moment before, pleading for their children's sakes, begging to be let out, let out, let out. The Fae clawed at stone, tearing their nails on rock where there had once been a door, but the way back was now forever sealed. So... Something else to note about the harp, and we're told about this in the prison, mm-hmm. is that time is of no consequence to the harp. Right. And it doesn't follow earthly rules and borders. Ooh. Yeah. So people have also been theorizing that there is a timeline difference between Prithian and Midgard. Yeah. I.e. like Mid. We've all theorized that we think Midgard could be the future and like TOG yeah. would be the past, right? Right. So could it be that what Nesta sensed is still yet to happen in the <gasps> CC books? Shut up. So instead of, because we've always theorized that she's sensing like the past of Helena and Faye and like all the Faye being trapped in Midgard when unnamed daughter came back through the rift. Right. But instead you're saying like, what if it's something that is too yet yet to happen? Yet to happen. Interesting. The Midgard collapsing and they can't get through. Correct. And also I know it says Faye, but remember that Danica was researching that shifters actually used to be Faye as well. So that makes a yeah. lot more sense. Like when it's saying just Faye, yeah. that doesn't encompass all veneer, but we think maybe in the past it did. That like yeah. veneer used to just be Faye. Everyone's Faye. Right. So the creepy guy that they run into in the prison that they fight, I can't remember his name. Bone Cassian and Oh, Cassian and oh Nessa, um, um, Lanthus. Yes. Lanthus. Okay. He says that harp. Seasons, kingdoms, the order of time and worlds, these are of no consequence to it. Mm. And its last string, he laughed, even death bows to that string. Whoa. So this is basically saying that, like, it can make it very nebulous as to the timeline of, like, Akasoff and Nesta, that it's possible that she could be sensing something that hasn't happened yet. Oh, interesting. As opposed to in the past. I think that's fascinating especially with the fall of Midgard right and I think we can all agree like something big is going yeah to happen it's not gonna be smooth sailing Pretty. yeah in CC3 you know what I mean and is that going to be like this is how we take down the Asteri this is the only way and that then it becomes like a rescue mission like we just gotta get everyone out we can mm-hmm. um and then okay this so this this is not an opposed this theory goes with this okay. it opposes okay. the other theories we've talked about okay Okay. okay. And now after talking about this, I'm convincing myself even more that maybe this is correct. Okay. And oh, I no. don't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's a bad, okay, okay, okay. No, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Actually, no, it's not a bad thing. Well. Okay, just tell Okay, them. go. Go, kombucha girl. Well. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> what? So if you go to our other theories, I'm not going to lay it out for you, but just go with us. We've mapped it out already that like TOG and Midgard happen on the same planet separated by centuries, time, so much, lots of time. Mm-hmm. Aelin is in the past, Bryce is the present, okay? Mm-hmm. That has been our theory. So I talk about it in like, I think our, our episode with Nat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then this would be Midgard, right? Midgard would fall, okay? Okay. okay. Here's the thing that has been bugging me this for the last two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. In every history mention of Midgard in CC1 and CC2, mm-hmm. there are no veneer. There is no magic. There are only humans. So, oh, yeah. even in the great library of Parthos, that library, to the best of our knowledge, unless we're going to get, dro- a bomb is going to drop on us yeah. in the next book, there have never been Fae. The land was 
humans it was who humans. were ruled by gods. And animals. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But no shifters, no fae. Yeah. Yeah. So how could it be T.O.G.? Yeah. Huh. Well, so what if we had it backwards? What often happens oh. in an apocalyptic situation? Things restart from zero. Oh, interesting. Oh. So if Midgard was to fall, what if it's the past? What if T.O.G. is the past? And T.O.G. Oh, no, no, T.O.G. is the future. Midgard. Future! Stop it. Shut so up. So Midgard falls. Now we have magical beings there that can lay the groundwork for T.O.G. in the future. Because we'll have some escape to Prithian. Oh my God. But the House of Many Waters has many contraptions below the water where people who are not folk can live yeah yeah so you have some people the Houtharian pleading with that river queen the ocean queen yeah. people taking in shifters fey humans it's like the great flood it's like noah's ark mm-hmm. I'm, just, like, and everything gets wiped out my brain can't handle my this brain <laughs> i can't it still stands that it's the same world because you still in the future right you still have who's to say that like when everything goes back the city isn't built off of like you know a nod to the olden days right yeah yeah this is interesting and kim like you just said about, you know, the Fae being trapped. Yeah. Like you just read the scene with the prison and Nesta uh-huh. and Nesta sensing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, our Lauren. listener. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for this Hello. upsetting Hello, information. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lauren. <laughs> no, no. So Lauren, so this was, that was my theory, but then Lauren sent me What, this. Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren sent me Damn this. She's reading Empire Storms right now. And she says... <laughs> She goes, this scene when Lorcan and Alid are in the marshes waiting for like, they're, you know, they get to the marshes and then Aelin shows up. <gasps> oh my God. I know. Go. I know what you're about to say. I don't this, is what, this is what Alid says. Lorcan says, like, what do you sense? And Alid's quote is, silence, life, but such silence. As if, as if what he pushed. Her words were a shudder of breath. As if all the people who once lived here long ago are still trapped inside still beneath she pointed to a ruin a curved broken dome of what had likely been a ballroom attached to the spire a palace i don't think this is a place for the living lorcan the beasts in their waist i do not think they tolerate trespassers nor do the dead then hold on so then it continues she asks him what was this place and he says this place was forgotten and wrecked centuries before i was even born lorcan said god did it belong to ilway and he says it was part of a kingdom that is now gone a lost people who wandered and merged with those of different lands shut up and what did the asteri do but bring in a lot of people and merge them together from different lands oh i hate this i hate this so what if all of the prithian fey like on avalon all the starborn all those original fey from prithian go back to prithian but maybe some get left. Irene, her power is descended from some of the Starborn. You have the Erewhon. You all of these like things like can get passed down because because it's it's reversed. We had it wrong. Shut up. Midgard is the past, and it's a resetting. This is absolutely freaking me out. I don't know, but it's like really freaking me out. It came to me when you and I were MPing about something, and I was like, I lost my mind. And I've been spiraling. I I don't this like is it because nuts. nuts. But but you know I I don't like it, but also. It's always bothered me that the world that Aelin fought so hard for would be destroyed and taken over by the Asteri. And in this way, Aelin wins in the end. So, yeah. okay, hold on, hold on. We're saying, oh God. <laughs> okay, so we're saying. <laughs> I know, it's that... like really fucking with me. <laughs> we're don't... saying, oh God. <laughs> God. I don't know what we're saying anymore. 
line, the line ends with Rune. That doesn't mean Rune has to die. It oh just means God, that the, the world ends, ends with you. Rune. Because you're, why though? You're gone. There's nothing to this... rule. Oh God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it's like really creepy. No, him and Lydia need to be together and make babies. No, they can. They can. But then it won't end. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What about Prithian in this timeline? Well, no, they can escape. Well, no, but they can, but no, like Midgard can fall. But like we said, like some get taken to Valeris and some get taken underwater. And like then TOG is eons and eons in the future it would make sense why dorian resembles rune if like you know oh like he's it's descendants that God way yeah it. it's descendants that way and really if we think about like okay maybe the people that they're talking about like the, the dead people in the thing that she's like oh this is like yeah. sensing yeah. them like it's they're bad whatever maybe that's i mean the asteri <laughs> and the bad people maybe it's sabine and the meal who were happy died and everyone else got out but we're the bad well, saying that she's She's sensing like trapped people, like of people who, yeah, yeah. But also, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I know nothing. Nothing is safe. Nothing makes sense. So, okay, wait, wait. What about Prithian here? So, yeah, how does that? Prithian is, remember, because we've never, we, the three of us, have never theorized. Well, I guess, except with the, except Christina and your last one where you were talking about if they were all descended. I don't know how that would work. That would not be true. Yeah. Like, because you, even if that was true, then our other one would not be true. No, 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 yeah. Because there's no way for, unless they were all literally worlds that were stacked on top of each other somehow. I don't understand how that, that's, yeah, I don't know. That That's a totally well, the different... Only one that, the only two that we've talked about is the one I brought last time where we talked about how when Aelin, the Lion Kingdom of Ash, when she was like... And then when she like ripped the whole everything... Um, Collapse on top of each other? Collapse. Yeah. On top of each other or whatever. It's so like, what if they're stacked and the, or they were all one and then they just all like became... Yeah, 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 yeah. Which again would happen in the future. This is... I know. Is this not like... I was MPing with you, Christina, and I can't remember what you said that triggered it. And I like... I was talking to you and then I told you... I texted you and you're like, I'm not going to go listen to you because I want to be surprised in theories. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is... I'm just... Okay, okay, okay. okay. It's freaking me out. I don't like it. So we think that maybe... But I also don't hate it because that means Aelin wins. Honestly, that makes... That gives me a lot of peace because I've always hated that the world that Aelin and Rowan fought so hard for yeah. mm-hmm. would be taken over by the Asteri. Yeah. And in this way, it's not. Yeah, no, that is a, that is a silver lining. Um, <laughs> there is I don't that. know why it makes me sad, but it does. But I don't it know does why. Make me sad. I think it just makes me It's confused. not just because people can still yeah, look yeah, like, yeah. guys, that would be such a unique and interesting choice oh. by Sarah to like flip everything on its head and then bring it back to and I believe we know we don't know this but a lot of people theorize that like Aelin is her favorite like lead main character sure. like it's her because it's her baby right like it it's was her, her baby first, yeah you know main character so like what a great way to um, not have to bring Aelin back yep mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean like yes wake her up because she's not there yet. But, like, it would be a beautiful way to tie Aelin back yeah. into it without Ugh. having to, like, bring all those characters into CC. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So then, like, Lydia could still be, she could be, like... Aelin would be a descendant of Lydia. Lydia would be, like, maybe Lydia's, oh like... Oh, my God. The stag shifter. She sets up oh, Terrison. Oh, my God. All of that, like she's. I don't even. I can't. I mean, she has the ring. Like that's the only thing is like the ring is so similar, but like I know the ring say, is similar. You know, like, whatever. But like that. Oh my god, guys! I don't know. Because then, what if then we? Get, I mean, see, like, like I go back and forth because there's so many tie-ins to like nods to TOG being the past. Like right. Yeah. I go back and forth. Right. Right. And I think some of that too is our own. If this is true, she has laid this trickery 
tricky, tricky groundwork. So brainwashingly succinctly in our minds because she wrote TOG first. Mm-hmm. TOG mm-hmm. is way less, I mean, like there's no technology. There's no, like, everyone's way less advanced. Right. Yeah, we always assume that the technology is the future. There's no way we wouldn't all assume that this is the future. No, right, yeah. Yeah. But that, see, that makes sense because the River Queen abhors technology. Oh, So if, if they, like, the House of Many Waters was to take over... They take over. Then it's like, you know, they lose all of that. And there's no first light anymore because the Asteria are gone. There's nothing powering it. Oh, my God. So, oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know, know. Like, I don't know it's anymore. It's freaking me out. It's, yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely fascinating, though. Like, that idea is wild. That is really wild, Anna. That just... <sighs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how she makes that reveal. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then that's how we have the book that Aelin finds. Like, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't mean, like, maybe it's exist in Parthos yeah, first, and yeah. she finds it in the library later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, I'm unwell. So speaking of the Book of Breathings. Oh, um, (laughs) Lord God. Okay, go. Yes. Okay, so this is another one from Millie's Theories. This, there's a lot of information in here. It starts off with the Book of Breathings, but it talks about Dawn Court Uh and Dusk Court and kind of the light and darkness of that. And so just buckle up. Okay, there's a lot of information (laughs) in here. Yep, right. Apparently, I did not know that A Court of Frost and Starlight, there are were special editions, just like with some of the other books that, oh, in, that Sarah that. wrote. Okay. Like okay. there was like a book, Books a Million uh, one that had a bonus sure. chapter. There was oh. a Barnes and Noble oh. one that had a bonus chapter. They're not available. What does mine have? I haven't looked at it in forever. I flipped through my Court of Frost and Starlight. It's not in there. I searched it on the Googles and the Reddit. Can't find it. But she, okay. according to Emily, so I can't confirm this because I don't have the, the bonus sure. chapter, yeah. but- in the bonus chapter of A Court of Frost and Starlight, there is an image of the Book of Breathings. Oh, interesting. Okay. And in the image, there is an okay. eight-pointed star, which we know to be the symbol of the sure. Starborn Fae. Okay. Yes. Nesta. Yeah. The Book of Breathings in real life, it is a real thing, um, is an ancient Egyptian text outlining the steps to reincarnation and how someone can continue to live on in the afterlife. What? Okay. It's a real thing. That feels important. Is that in like that mummy movie? With Brendan like Fraser. That, yeah. yeah, Brendan Fraser, yeah. mummy. Yeah, maybe. I like that. I love that movie. I love, I love that, that movie, movie too. It's a classic. Okay, sorry, keep going. Go. So it is a real that's you know, fascinating. Okay. In history. Okay. So it is how someone can live on in the afterlife. Okay. Sure. So the eight-pointed star is also associated with the dust court in Prithian. Mm-hmm. Right. And we know that Danica, we talked about this. She was aware of the dust court. Yeah. She was searching for dust truth. She'd been talking with Sophie about it. And in Hosab, Bryce says, an isle of near permanent twilight, the home world of her breed of fae, a land of dusk, dust truth. Yeah. It yes. wasn't just the name of this room that Danica had been talking about with Sophie. And then she says again that Danica was searching for a way into a world where her and Vaxine could be together. Yeah. Right. Danica also told Sophie to meet her where the weary souls find relief from their suffering, I, which sounds yeah. like dying or going to the afterlife, right? Right. And then Danica and Sophie both died. And we're also told that the afterlife is usually accessed via a misty veiled island, such <gasps> as the Bone Quarter. Okay. Oh, okay. And in Hosab, it says reapers dwelled on every eternal isle in the world. The Bone Quarter here, the catacombs in the Eternal City, the Summerlands in Avalon, each of the sacred sleeping domains guarded by a fierce monarch. Now, okay. I believe when they're fighting the Underking in Hosab, Someone says to the Ender King, return to the Missy Isle over which you rule. Is that not the same as the prison island in Prithian, the Dust Court? It yeah. said that nothing exists on that island, mm-hmm. but what if it does? But it's just veiled instead. And is the Dusk Court Prithian's version of the afterlife? Oh. 
is that where all the stars on Starfall are going? Which oh. she says could be like Starborn, essentially. Like those the stars oh, that Reese's like going across. He says, I don't know where they're going. I don't know like Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It also ties in with the fact that when they're searching for Connor's soul, they were taken to Thanatos. And the same Lord Thanatos exists in Prithian. I don't know. I mean, you can't prove it's the same. But Okay, okay. So I found where they talk about this. In, that, yeah, that was bugging me. In Akor, Reese and Feyre visit the uh, Hune how do you say Hune City? The Hune City. Hune City. Yeah. Okay, to retrieve, they're going to retrieve the Aurora Boros. Mm-hmm. Mirror. Right, okay? right, right, right. Mm-hmm. While there, they speak to Kier. Mm-hmm. And Kier has to excuse himself from the conversation by saying, Lord Thanatos is having difficulties with his daughter again. Right. He requires my assistance. <gasps> what if that's Fury? Again, I do think out of all the names in the world, Sarah picked the I same so name. Weird. I mean, you could pick any name. She loves mythology. There's a thousand names in mythology. She says Thanatos, who is the prince of the ravine, and he exists in Prithian. Yep. Okay. We also know that Dusk and Dawn are complete opposites, right? In Prithian, the Dawn Court is associated with healing. We know this to be true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thus, when considering the Dusk Court, wouldn't the opposite of healing and life be death? Yeah. Okay. Figuratively, oh. it also makes sense. Dawn is the start of the day. Dusk is the end of the day. Okay. Um. Okay. As further proof, we also know that First Light in Crescent City is associated with healing. And that is one of the first things Bryce says about First Light is it's used to heal people. It's also used to power things. but She it is literally also used heals for, the city with her first light. She heals yeah. the, the city. The buildings come in reverse. They go back together with her the First Light. Okay. Healed. Yeah. First Light also means dawn. Oh, it does. The First Light. She was up at First Light, a.k.a. Dawn. Yeah. Right? And just like the counterpart to second Dawn light. is Dusk, the counterpart to First Light is Second Light. The power taken from the <gasps> souls of the dead. When they die. And this quote is, or second light, as it is called when the power comes from the dead. Interesting. Wow. Okay. 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 Also, we know that Asriel's story is likely going to tie into the Dusk Court narrative in some capacity. Because okay. the, the Dusk Court has been talked about a lot. It'll either be like Elaine or Asriel's book, but it's it's she's going to touch on it because she's brought it up sure. so much. It's interesting that Asriel is likely tainted from Azrael, the angel of death, who was responsible for carrying the souls of the dead to the afterlife. It's in Christianity. It's also in um, Islam. He is called the angel of death and his job is to carry souls to the afterlife. Like the farrier. Okay. Like the farrier. Fascinating. So, but knowing the implications of this theory, are we going to get an infinity war? Which we've talked a lot about that we think we will. Yep. So then the next Akatar book, which we know to be Elaine's book, would first take place prior to Bryce landing in Prithian. Mm. And that would allow Akatar only readers to follow along. Elaine's book is going to okay. start before the events of CC3 yep. and CC2. Okay. Because remember, Elaine is not present when Bryce lands in Prithian. She nope. is not mentioned in any of the descriptions. Right. And Sarah said there's six months in between end of Akasof and when Bryce lands. Yes. And then her mission could be to resurrect or save the mass amounts of people who died in this war that's going to happen. Mm. Because if Nesta's power is death, then wouldn't Elaine's be life? <gasps> yes, it would. Why would Elaine's? Why would Elaine's be? Well, life? because they're all there's like, like the parallel. The parallel of like Nesta is death, and like the two of them went into the cauldron. Oh, okay? Nesta. Sorry, I thought you said Bryce. Sorry, no, sorry, so sorry. So Nesta's okay. power Nesta's is, is death. death. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. then Elaine would be absolutely would be I life. Love that. Yeah, and this goes along with her like gardening. Like that could be like she's oh she's bringing life, nurturing things to life. Like yeah, Sarah yeah, yeah, could do yeah, something yeah. that would be like, see, I did something with the gardening because she knows we all hate it. Like she knows it drives us absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This ties in with the three sister peaks in Prithian. Yes. On top of the, mm-hmm. you know, there's Ramiel. Okay, so each of which we think are associated with the Archeron sisters. So under the mountain is Feyre's ordeal. Right. Ramiel is Nesta's ordeal. Yes. And then Emily is theorizing that the prison island mountain, aka the Dust Court, could be Elaine's ordeal. I think it's true. I think it's true. Okay. So given that the Dust Court is associated with death, resurrection, the afterlife, and hell, she thinks that Elaine, who we think kind of might be a mystic, like she's a seer. They call it a seer. She's a seer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A seer. But in CC world, they would probably maybe call her a mystic. They call it a mystic. Yeah. Totally. She thinks that maybe... That Elaine's, like, purpose could be to uh-huh. bring help, like, resurrect and heal. And that would tie her into kind of the whole CC line story. Totally. But essentially she's saying that, like, the Dusk Court is, like, death and afterlife and hell because of just how it's a it's a counterpart to like the dawn court and everything that the dawn court kind of stands for i think that's yeah. very interesting. Ooh, yes. interesting so that's she thinks like that's a way to like tie in the multiverse of like tie in akatar and cc even further like further on like into a yeah. book because we all theorize like oh she's gonna wrap this up and then akatar people are gonna go back to their world in cc3 and it's gonna be it but that could be kind of a way to tie elaine and like give her a purpose and give her some kind of storyline. I would say that makes yeah. sense also to tie in just like logistically publisher editor wise, like the books. Correct. Right? Because like right. if someone is like, I'm not reading CC. I don't want to. Yes. And they just are like, I want to read Elaine's book. We can't just have Elaine's book happen after CC three. They would be like, what the fuck's going on? What, who exactly. Are these people? What's, what exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. logically has to start before the events. Yes. And kind of be a Tower of Dawn parallel. It, it has to overlap. Oh, That's what yeah, people think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to overlap, I think. You're right, Christina. Because a lot of people don't want to read. They're not interested in CC. Yeah. And they're, they don't want to read it. Right. And I don't think Sarah would alienate Agreed. her Akatar readers like that. And to say like, no, you have to go read that series. Yeah, I just wouldn't make I, sense. I, I, I don't think yeah. she would do that. So you're right. She has to find Especially a way. Especially for Elaine's book. It's a nice little picture. We did all three sisters books, you know, like, right. You can't then yeah. make that one. Like you have to read three other books to get it, you know? Exactly. Right. right. That's interesting. So I think that could be a really good way to kind of make it to where Akatar. So she's saying like the princes of hell could also come in and do like history lessons. Like how I think, sorry, I didn't mention this. Like the princes of hell could come and visit Elaine and do little history lessons and catch people up mm. like Adis does with Bryson Hunt and like Apollyon does in Hosav. He comes in and like totally drops some nuggets of information and then like sure. pieces out. Makes things make so sense. she's saying they could use the princes of hell to kind of come to Elaine and like do history info dumps about whatever's happening in Crescent City totally. as a further way to be like, you don't need to go read those books if you don't want to. We can tie you in. But you're saying, Emily, not you, but Emily is saying, so like they would, this would be happening before Bryce's arrival. And the during. beginning of the book and during. So like it would be Elaine's ordeal would be the book resurrecting and helping to heal the people that died in this battle but the beginning of her book could happen like before okay 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 before whatever happens in cc3 i mean we don't we're suspecting it's a big battle oh cc3 got it it was like overlap yeah sorry cc3 sorry i was thinking cc2 and like bryce's for evan i was like well if bryce is saying the like hell and adis and and if that was coinciding with her story like elaine's story then i was like well then why doesn't anyone understand those names no no, i think it would overlap with cc3 but i understand what you're saying got it got it it would overlap but i think she could do it in a way where people don't have to read cc exactly Sure, yeah, because you can go back, yeah. And Sarah could use, like, 
Hey, I'm Adis, and today we're going to be learning about Midgard. Let me tell you about what's going on. Yeah. But it also then would be like a teaser to for mm -hmm. Akatar to be like, oh, Bryce and Hunt, they're fun. Like, what's that? You know? Right. Or like, right. what happened when Nesta and Asriel left to go fight with them? We don't know, because I'm an Akatar role. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do think that makes total sense, and I think that is probably what's going to happen. But I think that also is a clue to us that Elaine and her powers are going to be important in CC3. Yes. Like, I think she's going to be a part of the solution somehow. Yeah. I think so, too. I just thought the whole, like, dawn versus dusk yeah. and, like, first light versus second light was so, so interesting smart. the way she described yeah. that because we don't talk a lot about second light and how it's no. pulled from the power that you take from the dead. Totally. So I thought her whole, like, explaining that was really, really interesting. Very interesting. And if you look at dawn and dusk, if we take all our preconceived notions of dusk court out of it. Uh-huh. Right. And we're just like, well, that would make sense. Like, dawn and dusk being the parallels and, you know. Right. Right. Very interesting. Yeah, I was just reading it and my mind was just blown. It's just, yeah, it's so, I don't know how much of this Sarah, like, I'm sure she reads a lot of this and it's just like, y'all are doing way too much. But she it's... says she doesn't look at theories. Yeah. <gasps> Should she specifically... She specifically won't look at them. Won't look at them. Um, which makes sense to me, I'm sure. Yeah. It makes sense. I just wonder if people are like, I'm not saying she goes and like, but I'm wondering if anyone from her team is like, girl, people are going loco in La Cabeza up on the internet about your theories. Yeah. Or an editor just being like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that because um, people have already called that and no. they're talking about it. So they're going to think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Somebody on her team has to be aware of like the bigger. Yeah. Sarah knows in an indirect way that people are like up in arms about the Elreal and Gwynreal. Oh, she may not be like researching to. it herself, but it's somebody's Someone job on her team her. to be like, right. You've got to solve this because it's causing quite the rift in yeah. the fandom. Be careful about how you solve it. She said in that Christina Lauren interview that the only, she was like, I never look at theories. I make a very strong point to never look at them. Like, but you guys text me one and was like, you have to look at this. I know you don't look at them, but look at this one. Oh, and yeah, she the, was like, yeah. Um, so I did. And it's, I'm going to say it's not okay. And I love it. I think it's so accurate. And it was that someone said that, you know how you can choose like what your first light goes towards when you yeah. like make the drop. The theory was that someone said that Rune chose for his first light <laughs> so to go toward powering all the vibrators in Lunathian. <laughs> <laughs> it was so silly. It was great. Like, like, just oh taking care God. of all the women of Lunathian. Yeah. That seems like something he would but, do. Like, that kind of level of theory, she was like, I was dying laughing. I like almost fell on the stairs. Oh, I bet she loves um, that. Because that would be so a fun funny. one to like hear. Um, okay, what's next? Do we want to talk more about Lydia? Or Anna, what are some like short rapid fire ones? Okay, I'm excited about this miss word. Okay. So I have one more theory before we're okay. done for the night. Okay. This could work with our TOG is the past, Midgard is the present. It could also potentially work with TOG being the future mm. and Midgard being the present and it falling. Oh, okay. Still freaks me out, but okay. I know. I think it works a little bit better if TOG is the past, but that's just maybe because it's how we've I've been reading it and blah that blah blah. And when I came up with to me, yeah, it feels more <laughs> safe. And also when I came up with this theory, that was how I was thinking. Sure. Okay. I was thinking that TOG was the past, and so off of that, thinking that Midgard as we're reading it today is the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lunathian is the city of Antica on the southern continent. Love it. Which would make Pangera, where the Asteri live, that would be Aurelia. Mm -hmm. Okay. There would potentially be like a Terrasin and an Adderlin and blah, blah, blah. We know that Avalon, right, mm -hmm. where Cormac and the Avalonian Fae live, mm -hmm. is an island off the coast of Pangera. Yes. Right. Now in TOG, 
Aurelia, off the coast of Aurelia, is the island of Wendelin. Right. Right. Where Aelin, the Galathinius line, hails from. Right. Okay. Yes. Oh, Ash River. Sorry, not the Galathinius line. Galathinian line is Terracin. The Ash River. So that's where her cousin is. That's where... um, Like Adian? Well, Adian, but is an Ash River, but then also like their other distant cousin who was ruling over okay. there. Remember, she was supposed to go kill him in the beginning of Air of Fire, and she oh, right. said she's like getting This is all drunk. Air of Fire territory. Yes, 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 yes. Got this it. is all Air of Fire. This is all Air of Fire. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I was searching the word temple. <laughs> as you do. Normal day. In, as I do. In all of the books, and I'm in TOD, and I'm searching temple, and it's really cute, and it was leading me to all these like really cute arene scenes <sighs> with Kale. Cuties. And because I'm searching, I'm searching for like goddess temples, but of course it's always like, Kale is kissing her temple oh. on her head. And I was just My like, baby. I was like, oh, that's yeah, cute. He's adorable. Bye bye. But I forgot that there is like the bonus chapter at the end because, of course, we end on the cliffhanger oh. with Aelin. Aelin and the Iron Mask. Yeah. So this is the quote or one of the quotes in that bonus chapter. It's titled The Prince. It's like an epilogue. Well, it's like it's like it's the like epilogue. the after. It's like an epilogue. Okay. Um, it's, you know, kind of setting us up for Kingdom of Ash. Okay. Right. And it's titled The Princess. So I'm going to skip the beginning, but I'm going to jump to. This is like she's talking about like she's trying to figure out where she is. A sliver of an island in the heart of a mist-veiled river. Little more than a smooth slab of rock amid the rapids and falls. That's where they'd put her. Stored her in a stone temple built for some forgotten god. Well, the mist-veiled thing seems very... That's very... So we know later in Kingdom of Ash that she's in like Wendelin. I think she's actually in Doranel. I think she's in But I'm not 100%. I I didn't go look that up. I think she's in Doranel. That's where Rowan rescues her. Yeah. Doranel is... I mean, I went to Air of Fire. I'm searching the word mist because I'm like, hold on. This sounds an island covered in mist. Where else is there an island covered in mist? Avalon. 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 It's literally Avalon. Avalon. is literally yeah. described <laughs> as a mist-veiled island. island. It's literally all I think about when I think about Avalon. Yeah. That's all it's described as. Now, we also know that Sarah usually gives us a map, right? Uh-huh. We have never, ever gotten a map of Wendelin. Ever. Okay. Ooh, interesting. It's at least she's never published, or at least it's not in any of her books. Yeah. If somebody else has created a map out there, I don't know that it's SJM like Not sanction. canon. Not canon. It's not canon. It's not in any of her books. I have a special edition like collection. I got a giant map. It's not on the map. Interesting. Okay. 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 She did this with Akatar when she originally printed the Prithian map. She left off. It just says Night Court. She left off Valeris. She oh, left off certain things. Yeah. Okay. We do not have a map of Midgard. We only have a map of Lunathian, which is why we've all been saying that, like, it is TOG. Why else wouldn't she give us a map? She doesn't want us to see the likeness between the two continents. Yeah. We know that both of these, both TOG and CC, have a mist-veiled island off the coast of the northern continent. Yep. Yeah, right. So I went to Arafire. This is, like... I mean, I searched the word mist, which by the way, guys, don't do. It like brings up like a hundred other words that have the word mist in it. It's too oh much. my God, I'm sure it's insane. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Too much. But here is the gist of it. Okay. 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 So Avalon, like we said, is the mist shrouded isle in the north, right? Yeah. Just like Gwendolyn is in the north of Aurelia. Okay. Off the coast. So it says, Doranel, they traveled over the rough, miserable mountains where um, they described it as like a lush valley, forests and fields. The air is heavy with spices and magic, just like Avalon is heavy with magic. Right. Okay. Um, they call it a city of river for reasons. She says that her 
her clothes are like dampened with mist. She says it like four times. Mist. She says it when she's walking, when she's traveling from Wendelin, because Wendelin is mm-hmm. one part and then Doranelle is the other part. Mm-hmm. When she's traveling with Rowan, she talks about the mist. She complains about it, how it soaks her clothes. Mm. Then when they're traveling, what's the name of the outpost? Mistward. Mistward. <gasps> Mistward! Oh my, my god. god. Avalyn is mist, a mist-veiled mist, mist. island. It's just all this fucking mist. So much mist. I mean, also the Reapers, like the, I get that too. The Bone Quarter's also shrouded in mist. True, it is, yeah. But here's a big kicker for me. What is said about Avalyn is that the mist is so strong or magical or something that not even the Asteri can penetrate. Mm-hmm, yes. Maeve has created... In TOG, in, in Doranel, she has created a place that is so secure that not even none of the Val Kings can penetrate. Mm. Oh. Nobody can enter Doranel. Mm. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. It's always just described as mist. It's, I don't know. I mean, like, yes, there's all this lush. It's also described as like, so the Avalon is also described, and Kim, you said the quote earlier, as like the Summerlands. It's always warm. Yes, Summerlands. Doranel, yeah. when Aelin is walking around, she notes that all of the structures are opened columned. So she says like, oh, it must be a temperate climate. Mm. Right. Because there's nothing, there's no like walls. It's all like gossamer, like blue uh, curtains hanging instead of like walls and stone. Obviously, it's all stone because Maeve is terrified of being like caught on fire. Right. (laughs) So there's that too. And we have no description of Avalyn aside from the fact that there's a cave and there's a cave in Doranel that Aelin goes into where they have the fucking, she gets the sword out just like Rune does. The Cave of Princes. Which is also what Rune does. Also like Rune does. How does Rune describe that cave? Is there a name for the cave? Because it's called the Cave of Princes. <gasps> oh God. I was just going to say, what is, yeah, it's called the Cave of Princes, but it's not described. It's not described like it's because not there's no description. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's many caverns because like when he goes into it, they get separated. And the only okay. way that him, Declan and Flynn are able to talk is like mind speak. No, I mean like when Rowan describes the cave they're going into with Aelin, he doesn't like call it something, right? Um, I did look it up, but it's, I can't remember the name of it. It didn't have a connection or at least it didn't spark anything that I like googled yeah okay um interesting but but she does go and get a sword out of there yeah she does just like rune does just like rune does what if it's Danica's sword oh my god oh my god they're so cool that would be cool so what if Doranel and the dusk court and Avalon are all the same place with mist I, I think if we think TOG and CC are the same Prithian is its own thing Prithian is a separate planet. That's a Fraxia, as Regulus calls it. Right. I, okay. So, but I think there could be a connection. Like, I think that is where the Prithian Fae, when they came through, I think they've hunkered down there. Like, they, those people, like, that's why Cormac and um, they are similar to the people when, right. when Bryce lands. She says they look like the Avalonian Fae. Because I think they are the ones that recognize the old ways, yes. as she tells Cormac. Right. Like, that's where all of her home people Got are. It. Right. I thought maybe there was, like, a that cave there was, like, a portal then to Dusk Court. Or then also be the thing. Yeah. It could be. No, it could be a portal. I think there's probably some connection that Bryce is going to be able to get. I think Bryce coming back to Midgard is going to happen. And I think it's going to be through Avalon. Because I think we have to see Avalon at some point. When she talks about literally running through a cave in that quote. Right. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it could be, yes, and it could be that. Oh I just, yeah, I thought maybe the mist and the gosh. thing and the Avalon and the things. That's very interesting. I like the mist word. That's so interesting. That has to be. Can you imagine if she like comes out in Avalon and they're like, hi, welcome to mist word. <laughs> yeah. 
Or she's like, oh, God, okay, get, get to Avalon, then when you're in Avalon, ask for Mistword, and there's a cave in Mistword called Cave of Princess. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, you guys, this is insane. Yeah, what if it's the same cave? Just oh my God, that would be crazy. Later in time, and then that is also, like, the portal to Prithian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. cave they're running it out of, you know? And that's like the mist situation. For sure. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's crazy. There has to be something with that. So Atheril was alive with Brannon. I don't know that he's a prince. Yeah. No. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just, I was wondering, because that would be if it, if he was a prince, it's called the Cave of Princes. Hello. Like, hello. Hello. I'm just picturing this like <laughs> hello. crazy map that at some point, what if she combines that is like, they're separated by, they're not the same place. Uh-huh. They're two different places. But what if this island where the prison court is? Uh-huh. Yeah. And this island of Avalon. They're both islands and they're both misty. Yeah. And there's like a cave that you can portal in between. I could see that. What if there's like a, we'll get different maps, but if you put the maps together, Together, they're like kind of the same island. They're the same. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I could see that. Like they're the same island, but in you can go in different ways. Yeah, I, I think she's going to definitely bring up, I mean, the prison island, the dust core is going to be a huge thing. So I will scream if it's like the same. I think it has to be Avalon. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean. And we know she goes, she runs through a cave to get back and forth. And like, we know that the cave of princes is there. And like, we know the dust court's important. It just feels right. like it just makes sense. It does make sense. You're right. Um. Um. Okay. So I think this is going to wrap up. Our last theories episode before CC3 comes out. My God. This is it. (gasps) We will see you on the other side. (laughs) We have to make a bingo card. Yeah, we do. We have to make bingo cards. Yeah. We should. Oh my gosh. We will be together reading the beginning of this. So. Oh my God. Wish us luck. The next time you hear from us, we'll be in a CC3 world. Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) Our next episode is going to be. Our very next episode will be CC3. Like for main feed. Yeah, for main feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and guys, please, if you're not a part of our Patreon, we will be doing chapter chats in real time as we read CC3, and we will be posting them while we're on our weekend getaway yes. together. Yep. So if you don't want to wait Ooh. for our episode, we did it for Iron Flame and they were so oh my much God, fun. So much fun. It allowed us to get a lot of like crazy little sillies out, but also just like talk about things that sometimes we don't always, we can't get to everything in these episodes. Exactly. So And then you can really, really kind fun. of read along with us. Yeah. Because we will very clearly state yeah. like this is a chat from chapters one through five. Right. So this is, you know, so. We give, yes, very finite starting and ending points so you can read along as you go. We record as we read so we don't know anything that happens after right. the point that we say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so much fun. And Yay. yeah, I just like can't believe that. Oh, and that episode's gonna be like, like we'll have read oh CC3 and it'll be like out in the world. We will know. We, we will, will be know. living in a post CC3 world. <laughs> My mind can't even believe it. Okay. Nope. So can't. yes, please be sure to join us on Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash flights of fantasy podcast. I will have all the links in the show notes for that as well as our other theories episodes. If you want to go through and do like a little binge listen through to all, I believe this is part four. We've done three other theories episodes. I believe so. Yes. So I will link, make sure to link everything for you guys. If you want to do a little listen through and yeah, be sure you are following us on Instagram at flights of fantasy podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, cheers and happy reading. Thanks for listening. Cheers friends. Cheers, Bye. Bye.